the latest episode of My Friend Podcast with me, your host, Paige Elkington. Wow, guys, um, it is dark ass times. As you all know, we are in the middle of a global pandemic, uh, so that's cool. It's called coronavirus, but I have recently switched to calling it COVID-19 because I find it a bit more chic. So that's where I'm at. I'm sure you're like me, you're worried about your finances, you're worried about spreading it. I'm assuming I already have it. Like straight up, I'm assuming that I already have the corona and that I'm going to spread it to immune compromised people, which is actually more people than you think because most people don't talk about their health struggles publicly and we just all need to stay inside. Like, what are these people doing going to brunch? Like, I'm checking my Instagram stories and I'm like, stop going to brunch. Stay at home. And, of course, it's totally valid to say, well, I can't stay at home. You know, I have children to feed. I have a job that I, you know, I can't afford to take two weeks off work. And I hear you. So if you have to go to work, make sure it's your only commute of the day and otherwise completely self-isolate and, you know, wash your hands. I, I don't need to tell you that. And make sure you're keeping your immune system up by doing stuff like walking in the woods, take a hike, don't just be stationary and take good supplements to keep your immune system up. And yeah, and don't stress out. And something I think that would help all of us instead of kind of stressing about being fearful of getting it is how can I help other people who are in way worse situations than myself? So there, we have some immune compromised friends. We have old people in our life that need assistance because they're completely isolated. So there's lots of ways to help. There's an Instagram group called COVID-19 underscore messengers. I will tag them in my stories, but if you want to help, they're organizing volunteers to do small errands for people um, that aren't able to run errands for themselves at this moment, whether they be old or immune compromised. So if you want to volunteer or help out, I suggest you give them a follow and reach out. Also just taking care of the people that you know in your life, you know, you know? So it's going to get lonely. You're going to get confused. You're going to hate yourself. You're going to bang your head against the wall because you're not getting enough done. But guess what? Don't because we're in the middle of an unprecedented global pandemic. And sometimes it's hard to get shit done and that's okay. But I definitely suggest putting some kind of routine together. Just like wake up, get yourself ready for the day, I guess. And try to keep some kind of a routine, maybe do some stretches. You know, I don't know. I'm going to try to put some Corona content on my Patreon. So if you want to subscribe there, there's $1 levels, there's $3 levels. I might even do some freaking live meditations. I don't know. I don't know. The possibilities are endless, but I'm going to try to bring some love and light into this shit situation. So, and then this episode is with, um, my best friend and old roommate and just super talented artist and painter, Ariana Papadimitropoulos. I know that's the craziest name on the planet. She is Greek. Uh, but we did this episode pre COVID-19. So, um, we talk about like taking a trip to Australia, which is definitely not happening. And it wasn't addressed in this episode whatsoever. Cause we filmed it or 
we uh, recorded it, uh, if you will, a couple weeks ago. So did I cover everything I want to cover? Also, guys, I don't know how to cook. Just I've been sitting here. I cooked dinner for my roommate, like cooked dinner for someone else uh, for the first time in my adult life two days ago. So if you think you suck, just remember that. Okay. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll get out of this Corona thing and be a master chef. We'll see. We'll see. So, um, but I really, in all seriousness, I, my heart goes out to everyone because we're all going to financially struggle. The hospitals are going to be overrun. It's going to be bad. You got to be realistic and just do your part by staying inside. It's two weeks. We can all do this. We can push through and try to make it a positive experience. Maybe journal and just like keep note of how you're feeling. I do know that being on my phone for hours and hours does not help me. Um, it kind of makes me feel worse. So I don't know. Take that into consideration. That's about it, y'all. That's about it. And I hope to put out more Corona content for you guys and keep you guys um, entertained during this time. Love to you all. Please be safe. Wash your dang hands. And that's it. All right. Bye-bye. Of questions for you. Uh oh, you have fans, girl. Weird. <laughs> you have fans. Let's just jump right into it. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Oh, yeah. So well, make sure. Hello, you just... everybody. Hello, everyone. It's Paige and Ariana's <laughs> radio show. Can, you, can you, you believe it? Can you imagine if we had a radio show? No. It'd actually be not bad. Pretty spectacular. It would be pretty good. We should do that when we're like 80. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I took a bunch of questions for you on Instagram and shockingly, mm-hmm. none of them were inappropriate or really? mean. So <laughs> congratulations. Nice. Someone asked how they could marry you. No way. Yeah. Someone did. Were they cute? No. I didn't look. <laughs> <laughs> I love how your first answer is, were they cute? <laughs> I didn't look, but I'm going to assume... Probably not. Mm. <laughs> okay, so how did you find or get into painting? Oh Lord. That question was asked a couple times. Really? Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty basic. I feel like it's a good pretty one basic. to start with. Okay. Um well I I was really little. I mean it's so stupid. <laughs> but I was like you know, I was like a little kid and it was like the only thing I was good at. I was really good at painting. I know. I, I actually kid. went to your mom's house and saw one of your paintings when you were like really young and thought it was a recent one. No, that's like the only houses. That's like the only paintings that hang in her house are like my paintings as a child where they're like copies of classics. But they're like so technically advanced. I know. <laughs> I mean. So you were just a natural. I was a natural. But as we both know. Because of our good old psychic that we both go to. Oh, yeah. Um, Shout out to Wendy. I mean, shout out to Wendy. Basically, I've been a painter for centuries. Oh, yeah, and your many past lives. Many past lives. So I don't even feel like it's mine. It's like, it's it's like, it's just just known. It's just, I'm a channel. Mm -hmm. Past lives, been painting forever. It does feel like, to me, as like an outsider looking in, like you were just like, it almost feels like effortless because it's just like you're born to do I know. not just that, but like you were definitely. It sounds cheesy, but it's true. It's true. It's true. 
So, okay, so you were just a natural. That's annoying. That's okay. annoying, I know. <laughs> Someone said, why so many women running away from castles? Oh, women running out of houses. Well, no, they said castles. Castles? Um, it's that kind a thing? of castles. Well, the books, you know, the book collection I have of the women running out oh, of houses. Oh, right. I think that's what they're referring to. Well, it's interesting that we're in Angelino Heights right now mm-hmm. because this goes into my psychotic ex-boyfriend. It's quite juicy. Great. Let's give him a code name. Um, code name. Demon? Mr. <laughs> Dagger Man. Mr. Dagger Man. Okay, great. How about um, hmm, I want to say Lucifer. No, um, Charlie. Okay, Charlie. Okay. Um, basically, dating this psychopath. Mm-hmm. And we were living in Angelino Heights, and I became kind of obsessed with collecting these books of women running out of houses, and um, I'm really into the idea of the house being like, kind of, it's not just about being a house, it's like you're attracted to it, you're repulsed by it, it's way more than just like a place you live in, Mm -hmm. because basically these women... There's no other figure in these books. They're running out of this house, and then there's a light on in the house to signify that there's a person inside that house. Right. But usually in all these books, it's like, um, you know, entities, their boyfriend is possessed, yada, yada, yada. But, like, I think I became really obsessed with the books because I was dating someone that was periodically possessed and thought that, you know, there was this other entity that would take over him. So I'd always run outside the house. And it was Angelino Heights. And I would always wear my nightgown. And it was, like, always these, <laughs> you know, like, Victorian mansions. And right. so it was, like, a total parallel of my own life. Oh, my God. Crazy. And then I just became obsessed. And now I have, like, 300 of them. That's the tea. Yeah. So you're, like, living a... Yeah. A nightmare. <laughs> Living a nightmare. But also, you know, the reason these books came into being was basically because women weren't really allowed to have sexual fantasies. Mm. And so psychologically, it's like, if there was this book, it's like, oh, it's not my fault. My oh. boyfriend is possessed. And it's like all, they're very like erotic. Oh, they're like romance novels. They're gothic romance novels. But it's always like, their boyfriend's a monster. He's a ghost it's always like there's some element of horror to it but they're still very attracted to it and they're always like the damsel in distress so which relieves them of any Any responsibility right which would have been looked down upon if it was the other way around that's a long answer no that's great that's so great someone says how long does it take to create a large-scale painting i actually also don't know the answer to this um like two weeks Two weeks. Two weeks of like 16 hour days. Vivance. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Vivance. Shout out to Vivance. <laughs> yeah, you know, as someone who lived with Ariana, I can tell you, she doesn't matter how late she goes out, she wakes the fuck up in the morning mm-hmm. and she goes straight to her studio and she paints all day. And she comes home and she just has like paint all over her. <laughs> her outfits, her bodysuits, her body face. Sometimes she'll like be re- getting ready to go out and there's just like <laughs> a little bit of paint on the cheek that she missed. <laughs> That's so great. Okay, so two weeks. So two weeks, 16 hour days, maybe a month five days a week normal business hour 40 hour weeks but i don't really do that yeah you have work hours 
I work way more than work hours. Yeah, you work actually. You work way more than the nine to five. Yeah, people yeah. think that I don't work, which is insane because you work so much. I know. I just let's my, set the record straight for your. First I just podcast. don't post pictures if I'm working because it's boring. Yeah. That's fine. By the way, you don't have to post everything you do. For I know, but I think know. a lot of people think I know, I'm like that's... frolicking on an island. Yeah. No. You I do that know. sometimes, but yeah. definitely not all the time. So the next question is, do you ever feel crazy from painting so much? Well, see, this person thinks you paint a lot. Well, that's good. <laughs> yes, I or feel crazy. Or out of touch with society. A hundred percent. I feel crazy all the time. But, um... You know, I've kind of gotten used to feeling crazy and I kind of know that things will pass and I'll feel normal again at some point. And it's probably good just to see friends. Right. And just leave your studio and like, you know. Yeah, you don't do that, though. Yeah, but I go out. Oh, yeah, you do at night. I'll yeah, see friends. Do. I'll see friends if I really. But need sometimes to. you really hole up. Sometimes I really hole up. But I try. I'm trying. Well, that's the whole reason why I'm going to put the studio in the house. Mm-hmm. To like kind of bring all, not be so extreme. Right. Have friends over, chill, right. paint. So Ariana used to have a studio in Pasadena and this like gorge mansion. Haunted mansion. It was haunted. It was so amazing. And then I moved out and she made the downstairs this incredible studio, which I'm sure she'll post photos of in yeah. the future but you should there's a rainbow like a, hole there's a rainbow hole in it so there's a rainbow reading hole oh i can't wait to hang out in there yeah it's gonna be great it's gonna be so great also the second part of the question is do you feel out of touch with society and i'm gonna answer that for you yes <laughs> because i am out of touch with I, society <laughs> i can legitimately ask ariana about anything that's happening in pop culture and she's like who <laughs> what's happening who is that i'm like you don't know who justin bieber is like what Paige, I'm actually, I'm afraid that now that Paige isn't living with me, I'm going to, I will not know about anything going on in the world. <laughs> like, um, you, it's going to be bad. You really do uh, live under a rock. I do. Next question. <laughs> Elia asked, what's the best party you've ever been to twice? She really wants to know. It's funny because Aaliyah definitely knows. She knows. She just knows it. <laughs> This is a good story. She wants to hear you talk about a party. I've been to a great party with you, Halloween. Exactly. Um, we can't say as who's whose party. Well, we was. both signed NDAs. We had to sign nine. NDAs. But his name rhymes with Tusk, <laughs> and his first name rhymes with. Oh no, this is bad. We can't. No, we can't. We'll leave it at that. Okay, Tusk. Anywho. Okay. It was notable because Paige went rogue in the closet. It's true. Literally, I've never seen Paige <laughs> go so I out of control in this closet. On a scale from 1 to 10, I was a 59. I don't know. That was a really fun party, but we're not allowed to talk about we're it. We're not allowed to talk about it, but we will say this, that there was paid actors to be there. Do you remember that? Yeah, the paid actors that were like trying to get us to take off our clothes. Oh my God, wait, what? And you were just blowing bubbles. You were on all fours and they were putting like the bubble wand in front of you and your butt was in the air and you were just blowing oh into God. the bubbles and we were, I died. Sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. Um, I feel like I have a very uh, predictable party pattern, which is like I don't drink much and I don't go out that much. But when I do go big, she I go huge. so huge. 
Yeah. I go catastrophically huge. I broke furniture at this this person's yeah. um, place. I think I knocked over a candelabra and like set some stuff on fire at um, some point. Kristofsky brought home oh, a saber tooth type. Yeah, we stole we stole fossils. We stole fossils. We woke up and there was fossils of saber tooth <laughs> tigers in our living room. Out of bounds. That was the best Halloween ever. Did you go to school for art or are you self-taught? I went to I did go to I went to art school and I went to an art high school. Mm-hmm. I pretty much learned how to paint like at art classes when I was a kid. Like I don't know I don't know mediums. I don't know I only paint with turpinoid and and oil paint. Like I definitely don't paint in a normal taught classic way. So I guess I'm kind of self-taught because the schools I went to were more about thought process mm-hmm. and whatnot. Do you think that's more import- important, the thought process? I go back and forth. I go back Well, and you really forth. had the technical skill, like, just naturally. I guess, I mean, yeah, I guess so. But being technically gifted really doesn't matter because you it could be, matter. I feel like most paintings that are, like, really realistic are awful. Yeah. It's like people with bad taste have bad taste. Yeah. Not to be an asshole. Yeah, no, I agree. Someone said, "Who is it? Uh, who is it appropriate to share Netflix and Hulu passwords with?" I don't have either of those. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> example of how Ariana is um, out of touch with society. She does not have a Netflix or Hulu passwords. Do you even watch stuff? No, no, she doesn't even watch stuff, guys. I would like to. I just don't know how. She's the, literally the last person that I would be like. Hey, have you seen like High Fidelity on Hulu? She'd be like, huh? <laughs> yeah, that question is not for me. No, it's not. But I, we did watch a TV show together once, The Recently. Keepers. Oh my God. And we slept, we, we had to sleep together. <laughs> so The Keepers is about like essentially <laughs> the corruption and sexual abuse in the Catholic churches. I don't know if you guys saw this on Netflix. It is deeply deeply so scary deeply disturbing like oh my god whole other level and i don't even know why were we doing this to ourselves i don't know but basically i remember we were watching it and then i was like okay i'm gonna go to bed and then i came back downstairs and i was like i can't sleep alone i know we couldn't sleep alone it was a (laughs) sad dark time someone said do you remember your dreams um yeah i do sometimes it'd be great to like in the morning to like have to record them I worked for an artist, Jim Sean. That's what he would do. He would like, when he woke up in the morning, he would have like a, um, a recorder because it's hard to like write things down. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to remember things, but I don't know. I do remember my dreams sometimes. I always forget you worked for Jim Shaw. Oh, yeah. I worked for lots of trippy artists. We're going to get into that mm-hmm. in a second because I think there's a question about that. Really? Yeah, I think someone asked, like, how did you, like, progress in your huh. artist career? How did you cultivate your career? Hmm. I would I, say that, that that contributes to that. For sure. Yeah. I think, like, working for artists that you like or is, like, a really good... I mean, honestly, all the artists I worked for, I just feel so lucky because they were, they were just very genuinely interested the things they were doing they stayed friends with the same friends that they, it was not it wasn't like um there's just different parts of 
the art world and there's different types of artists mm-hmm. and I feel like everyone that I worked for was like very true to what they were doing right and really down to earth down to earth they weren't in it for the wrong reasons no and they I don't know I worked for, I'll just say who I worked for I worked for Jim Shaw and Marnie Weber I worked for Jonah Freeman and Justin Lowe even though that was very short they were like so cool and like so inspiring to me and then I worked for Noah Davis who started the underground museum I worked for him for a really long time so what did you do for these people I would just help them paint mm-hmm. I would like under paintings or sometimes paintings or mm-hmm. so you're a painting assistant yeah I was a painting assistant got it got it got it when you said you were working for them I was like I really can't ima- imagine you doing like administrative duties so like oh my god no <laughs> <laughs> I need someone to do that for me. Shout out to anyone that yeah. can help. This is great. Where, let's assistant. find you assistant. I I need a painting assistant. I need an admin. I but more than anything, I just need someone that can like answer emails and like do normal people stuff. So if that's you, if you can if do normal you, people stuff, like organizing for Ariana, Photoshop, like e- I don't know, InDesign. I don't know, like run an errand for me. I'm lost. Hit up our slide in her DMs. Slide into my DMs. And say, hey, I'm, no- I'm normal people stuff. Normal people I'm stuff. I'm playing the normal people stuff job. Because I realize, I'm like, but I-, I can paint, but I can't do the other things that are difficult in life. Totally. Yes, I can relate. I would oh, I'd love to have an assistant. Oh, my God. Um. Okay, so next question is, who is your dream collabor- collaborator or what is your dream project? Oh, dream collaborator, dream project. Dream project is to have an ho- a hotel um, or a theme park. Oh, my God. Amazing. An Ariana theme park. Oh, that's my you dream. Would. If anyone wants to give me lots of money, I know what to do with it. <laughs> Everyone will be happy if I have lots of money. All my friends will be happy. Society will be happy. Totally, great things would happen. Um, I just feel like you could do it all. You could have a, you could make the coolest restaurant. You could make the coolest hotel. You could make the coolest theme park. I mean, I think so. And that hotel that's, would be great. I think that people really associate you with painting, but I think you've done a really good job starting to like step out because you really are like a visionary. That's what I, because I know you so well. Like yeah. that's what you really are. Thank you, Paige. You know what I mean? But that interprets to so many different mediums. But, like, you yeah. just have – you have really strong visions I of do. what you want. And I think that's a really – why you're so why, – that's why you do so well in painting is because of that. But it, it obviously could extend to so many things. I so. hope so. I would love to do a hotel. Who would be a dream collaborator? Probably, like, a scientist. Really? Cool. I yeah. mean, I've been – I don't even know if I should – I don't even want to say what my ideas are. But yeah. the new things that I'm working on involve bioluminescence. Ooh, I hope. You heard it here first. No, it's good to say it because then if some other oh, yeah. ho tries to do it. No, no. No, no. If you're trying to do something bioluminescent. Not. I don't think so. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> so someone asked, who is your favorite filmmaker? My favorite filmmaker honestly i really love john carpenter yeah i love that he does his own soundtracks i love 
I mean, I I like John Carpenter, but I also like um. I love Fellini. You know. Yeah. I know it's kind of cheesy, but I love Fellini. Satyricon. Oh. 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 Ooh, love this question. It has nothing to do with you or your work. Perfect. <laughs> Would you rather know when you're going to die or how you're going to die? When you're going to die or how you're going to die? When. Yeah, why would you want to know? Let me play this out in my head. If someone was like old age, then they're like, you you die from old age. Right. That would be tight because then I know I live to be yeah. old. But if someone's like, you die from a car crash, that's I'm, like I'm stressful. I'm going to live my entire life in fear. Yeah, I guess. But then what if they said you die in a year? Oh, then that's helpful because then you know. Oh, I'm not going to be painting everybody. Yeah. I'll probably have a great year. Yeah. You're right. It's got to be when. Got to be when. Why would you want to know how? I still wouldn't. I I wonder. Because who cares how? You're dead. Yeah. And then what are you going to do? Not going to. It's like um the. What's that Greek myth where he ends up marrying his mother? Oh. The Oedipus. 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 Um, you know. Oedipus they, complex. You know, the Oedipus complex. They get rid of the child. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He grows up somewhere else, and but because of all, because they don't want him to marry the mother, but of course it happens in the end. He like murders his own father, and marries his own mother. Right. And that's why they, you know, shift him off somewhere else. Wow, I'm a terrible Greek. <laughs> I need to brush up on my um, Greek mythology. But basically, if they told you how you're gonna die, you're gonna do everything you can not to die that way, but you're gonna end up dying that way anyway. That's what you're trying to say. Like Final Destination style. <laughs> Someone says, how did you cultivate your career? I mean, I it's hard for me to think that like I have a career. If I you, have a career. You definitely have a career. Are you kidding me? You get interviewed about your paintings. You make a substantial amount of income from your art. I guess so. That's a career, babe. You're right. You're right. Um, I just. I've you're been, an art it girl. Oh, my God. No, I know you no, hate no. that. I wish you could see your face um, when I said that. Uh, I think I just been working for a really long time, and mm-hmm. I mean, really, what I did is like two years ago. Two years ago, I kind of was. I I I just told myself I have two years to have a really strong push in making art and just doing this seriously and if it doesn't work out at all within two years then i'm gonna do something else so you were like i'm gonna go hard for two I'm gonna years go hard for two years so you and didn't work really hard so you didn't always have this kind of like militant work ethic i mean i have but like i didn't always get to just paint like i always had a job mm-hmm. and i do think to be an artist i think that you can't do anything else I think you kind of have to like totally throw your entire yourself into it. And you know, there'll be times like, you know, I remodeled, I like flipped a few houses to make money just so, but I'm a very, I'm a person that can literally only focus on one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. But when I'm able to focus on one thing at a time, I'm good at that. But when I have to do multiple different things, I can't do it. So it's kind of like, okay, for two years, I'm going to make this only painting, only painting and doing art. And have enough, save enough money so I can do that. And if it doesn't work out, I'm going to do something else. Right. But I think it's, I mean, I don't know. 
I think for art, I think it's important. Yeah. To 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 go deep. Yeah. I don't think that you can like have a day job. And I know that sounds privileged. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. But speaking of jobs you used to have, um <laughs> can we talk about you being a professional fairy? Sure. I was a professional fairy for four years. Um, my name was Opal Desdemona. Opal Desdemona, you say? Opal Desdemona. I was a bubble fairy because um, we got to choose what kind of fairy we mm-hmm. wanted to be. And honestly, best job ever. I got to, like, you know, be around children. Mm-hmm. And the children believed that I was a fairy. And then I believed that I was a fairy. And I got paid for it. Was there any, like, weird dynamics, like, when you went? Because you were going to all these people's houses and, like, dealing with their parents and, like, the kids? Or was it, There was definitely some parties where they, parents, like, hired fairies thinking we were going to be, like, sex fairies. There was no children. And, like, we we were, like, bartenders. Like, (laughs) but our fairy outfits, like, weren't that sexy, you know? Oh, my God. We were, like, long dresses. Okay, advice for a painter who is stuck or needs to be challenged? I think you just go have fun. I think it's great advice. I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's not time to, like, think about being inspired. You got to go, like, go get inspired. To, you have to be, you have to want to be in your studio. Mm-hmm. You have to want to make things. Mm-hmm. And I think unless you have a deadline, I mean, when you have a deadline, you have to do it. But otherwise, it's like, just go live. Mm-hmm. Go to an island. Go have fun. Someone said, what's Ariana's process for collecting reference and or getting ideas? I'm so hyped. Ooh. Well, I don't, you know, I never know when I'm going to get a good idea. It's usually like half asleep. I actually get really good ideas watching terrible movies in movie theaters. Like going to a horrible premiere that you Mm -hmm. can't leave and you have to watch the movie all the way through. It's like when you have to sit somewhere and you're w- doing one thing, but your mind is wandering. Mm-hmm. I get really good ideas that way. Oh. It's like this weird in-between realm that your mind can wander. I got a really good idea the other day when I was sick in bed. I was half asleep. And I was so happy because I got the ideas for my next paintings. Um, but I also collect books. Yes. Let's get into that because your process is cool. I guess. You collage. I collage. I collect books. I'll I'll open. I like have like hundreds of books. I'll open them all up, and then I don't know. I guess I just look at everything and I kind of create a just get ideas. Yeah. Someone asked, "What was your childhood like?" Um, my childhood was very um. I feel like I almost had two childhoods because my parents are divorced. I had, you know, a very, like, normal upbringing. My mom lived in Pasadena. In, my mom lived in Pasadena. My dad lived in Venice. And I don't know. I've always had, like, two different kind of childhoods. And I would go to Greece in the summers. Mm-hmm. I was also a total loner and didn't talk to anyone Till I was like eight or nine. Really? So you started off as like a... Just silent. Silent kid. Silent. Talk to squirrels. Oh, yeah. You talked to squirrels. I talked to squirrels. But then you got popular, right? And then I took my revenge. 
And then you took your revenge body. <laughs> I got a revenge bod. I was kind of mean. Yeah, you told me you were a bully once. I was a little bit of a bully when I was like 11, 12. <laughs> I don't know why I love that about you, that you were such a mean girl. I can't girl. believe it. Because <laughs> you're so not now. I know I'm nice. Yeah, that's hilarious. Gosh, I feel like I answered my childhood badly. I don't know. Did you have a good relationship with your, like, was your family, like, a big part of your life? I mean, yeah. To an extent. Yeah. I mean, my mom worked full time, so I had babysitters. Mm-hmm. I mean. Like me. I had, I watched a lot of movies I wasn't supposed to watch. Were your parents together when you were young? No. They were divorced, right? They were divorced. My dad lived, yeah. And I just feel like, I don't know. I guess my, I was just by myself a lot. Mm-hmm. I was by myself a lot. I watched a lot of horror movies. As like a literal child. Did you do like, like a, a lot of old. arts and crafts and stuff? I went to art class. I went to art class. I did soccer. You did soccer? I'm really good at soccer. <laughs> but except I have, I'm really fast, but I have no control <laughs> over my foot. So I got a red card multiple times because I would just kick people. <laughs> I was on defense. Left defense. Oh my gosh. Maybe we'll do an indoor team. Yeah, Pick I'm down. Up. Pickle. I th- oh, we got to start doing pickleball. Paige, Paige, um, <laughs> Paige plays pickleball. I play, I play pickleball, and I could talk about pickleball for a long time if you want to get into it. But essentially, if you don't know what pickleball is, it's kind of in between ping pong and tennis, except it's better than both of those because ping pong's just, like, too small. It's too small. I can't even see anything. I can't. I can't even see the ball as I'm trying to hit it. It's too small. (laughs) And then tennis, it's like, what am I doing? Am I running a marathon here? It's like you have to run to each side. But pickleball is perfect. It's right in the middle. Pickleball's perfect. Ball's big enough to see. (laughs) (laughs) Paddles just in between both, you know, a tennis um, racket and a, a ping pong paddle. Just right in the middle. And a tiny bit of running, not too much. More about strategy. And just overall fun. Paige should be a saleswoman. I should be a saleswoman. And also, only old people play it. And I don't know why. I think it's because you don't have to run very much. Or there's pickle in the word. That could be it too. But um, I'm going to, I've got to take you to pickleball. I'm down. It's crazy. Alex um, says it's good exercise. Alex says it's good exercise. Our friend Alex is like super duper good. So he takes friends to teach them like as charity cases. But he's also very like annoyed by it because no one's good enough to play him. <laughs> so he's I'm always like, let's go play pickleball. He's like, mm, I'm going to go play with like my older. And when I say older, I mean like 85 year old friends <laughs> that are better than you. And he's like, but we'll maybe go this week. But I feel like if we get enough of our friends good enough, we won't need him. We won't need him. So are you currently dating? Am I currently dating? No. I guess not. You're single. I'm so single. I feel like I talk about dating in LA on every single one of my podcasts, but... It's really... It's it's bad. It's honestly... Unbelievable. It's and unbelievably I'm bad. For, for you guys that tell me, I just, 
I can I just like marry you in five years? Like I just love you too much to date you. Oh yeah, that that's your pattern. That's, that's my pattern. That's what you get from. Guys. I think it's bullshit, and <laughs> I it, I don't really know what does it mean. We don't know. Ariana always get guys that are like, um, not right now, but I would like to marry you in five years. No, I'm like, can I just kiss you? How about a kiss? <laughs> Like, can we not talk about marriage? I don't know. I don't know. This town is crazy. And I think Ariana and I have both decided that <sighs> dating here is just really unfortunate. I don't know. Dating in L.A. Very hard. I just feel like I'm such a I'm, I'm just like not a normal person. And if I really like you, like, there's not going to be that many people that I'm like super into super into. Yeah, that's my problem, too. There's just not a lot of people I'm super into. Yeah. It'd be so cool if you could like build your ideal person <laughs> i wonder what he would be like though i say You've that i made know. a list i have made a list i made it, a list i love making those kinds of lists he works at national geographic oh my god he like he's like an anthropologist mm-hmm. photographer lives on an island fossil boy okay fossil boy <laughs> Like Do you guys live on an island? No, like half the year. He's like an anthropologist. Oh, like yeah, lives on he's a doing boat. His thing, he does this, he does that. He's like mm-hmm. you know, goes on adventures. He's like jungle boy. Mm, jungle boy. <laughs> I mean, I think I want that. Yeah. That no, just I seems like I think someone that's like yeah, that would be cool. You need a freak that's like Or maybe yeah, or maybe not. Or maybe I need to be or maybe I need to be someone that's like really boring. Well, apparently the trick to love is letting go of all ideas of what you thought your true love or the person you're supposed to be with is supposed to look like or be like. Right. Those are the two biggest things that stop people from finding true love is that because they're so attached to what they think they're supposed – of this image that they right. have for. Right. What the person they're going to be is going to be look like look like or what, they're, what they'll do right. or be like. And it's really about – um, being open and it's more about soul connection mm-hmm. if you have a connection with someone's soul then that's what you should run with right that makes sense yeah yeah it's hard I to mean, take that advice though i think i'm more met into the mind mm-hmm. than i am into like because all the guys that i've dated look so different yeah i don't yes yeah, I mean, obviously i have a type but i don't really date guys that look like that so. yeah but i don't know la man LA man. Okay. What is a typical day in your life? What is your morning ritual? Well, I would like to cultivate that. Yeah. Because I feel like I don't have, I don't have a normal day. Like I, I'm the reason I'm putting my studio inside my house is to try to like learn how to do that. Mm -hmm. Learn like how to make breakfast, how to make coffee and like do things like that. But I don't have a normal, I, I, every day is just different. Who or what are some of your biggest inspirations? Gosh, I I feel like I'm really into like environments and being consumed by something and film does that as well. Mm -hmm. When you're watching a film, you're completely enveloped in it. And if art can do that too, I mean, I think for me, being inside caves, inside castles, um, Mm -hmm. Just like beauty in general. Yeah. Like grottos. (laughs) Someone says, how do you paint transparent things so well? I think just because I like it so much. 
Like, I am so satisfied by painting something that's transparent. It gives me joy. <laughs> and I think I've just been doing that for a long time. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite Australian animal? I mean, definitely koala bear. Koala bear. I love a koala bear. They're the oh, cutest things in the world. So but I only cute. know of koalas, kangaroos, yeah. and kiwis. Ki well, aren't kiwis in New Zealand? Oh, maybe. Yeah, those are the New Zealand. Yeah, so over. what other Australian oh, animals are there? Platypus. Oh, a love a platypus. A, a dingo. It's a dingo. They look like they're, it's like oh their version God. of coyotes. I've never seen one. Yeah, let's see what else their Australian animals are. Yeah, let's look up Australian animals. Australian animals. I'm so sad. Um, yeah, so fucking sad. I can't even, let's not talk about it. Oh, Tasmanian devils. Tasmanian I love devil. them too. Oh my gosh, when I was in Australia, I watched um, a feeding of a Tasmanian devil oh. and it was. I did that in LA at really? the LA Zoo. And oh they just scream. As much as I love all these animals, there's something about koala bears that just really get me. Yeah. Even though I love, you know the story about the platypus? No. Okay. So this Look guy. little platypus. The guy, this, the guy that discovered him, he was like some explorer. Mm -hmm. He was jailed. Why? Because they thought it was blasphemy. They were like, a mammal cannot lay an egg and doesn't have a, a, a bill. And they got so angry at him. The guy that discovered it, they put him in jail. That is so wild because they were they, they were mad because it like defied their traditional yeah. beliefs. Yeah. Interesting. It's a very Ex shy Nita. animal. They're very hard to find. Apparently, throughout the whole like Australian fires, obviously koalas were getting like the most attention, but apparently it was the platypus population was like heavily, heavily oh, decimated no. and no one really talked about it. Because they're not as cute. Because they're not as cute. But they're special. It's really sad because they're fucking special. Exactly. because the koalas are so cute. Because the koalas are so cute. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, but they look so cute with their little bandages. They just died. <laughs> they do. I, it's terrible. Wombats. Wow. They've got emus. Speaking of Australia, me and Paige might be coming to Australia. In yes, you heard it here first to visit our friend Kieran in Sydney. Sydney, what's up? Shout out, shout out, shout out. <laughs> Um, maybe there's a hotel that needs renovating in Sydney. <laughs> exactly. We're just making dreams happen. Over making here. dreams happen. But let's go. Um, I need to get out of town. We got to get out of town. You and I've got to get out of town because my New Zealand trip was canceled and that broke my heart. Okay. Enough about Australian animals because we're going to go and then we'll talk about them more after we go. Are the contents of your paintings related to an internal story? Hmm. Probably in some way yeah i mean i feel like um it always takes me time to understand my work in a way like i just feel like i work very intuitively because they're coming from like kind of a intuitive place there is like a common thread of like mythology archetypes you know mm -hmm. and i guess my life is very much in the work on a very like subconscious level i think totally if I take a little bit of time like, away from it, away from it. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, that's about that. And that's about that. Yeah. You know, there's parallels. Like I didn't when know about the of, books. Yeah. Exactly, until, until later on, later on. And I'm like, oh, whoa, it's weird. I feel like I'm always it's like you shouldn't really psychoanalyze yourself. That is kind of what my work is. I don't know. Yeah. It's a reflection of that in some ways. Yeah. Have you ever had self-doubt as an artist? And did you ever how did you overcome it? Hmm. You can also say no, you have not. <laughs> I don't know. 
If I didn't, then I'm full of myself. <laughs> That's not true. No, I think. It just means you believed in yourself. And but no, but there's always painting. Sometimes I make things and I'm like, this is terrible. But then I'm like, I'll make a better one. Yeah. So you don't really give it that much power. No. You make a bad painting and you're like, whatever. Exactly. Say la vie. Say la vie. Learn. I, I'm learn something from it and be like, that didn't work. Like I've made unsuccessful paintings, but they've always led to somewhere. All the mistakes I make, it's all leading to something that's better. Right. So there was never a period of time, though, because I actually do want to unpack this, where you were like making a body of work that wasn't well received or I don't know how. What are your what are your markers for like good work, like whether it's well received, whether people are buying it, like, you know, it's so funny because the new paintings I've been making, the ones with the eyes. Mm -hmm. So those paintings, like I thought of them as a joke mm -hmm. in a way. I didn't take them seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, the first one I made, I was, I told the, in the gallerist, I made one and I was like, I've just, I just really want to paint a face inside of a seashell. Mm -hmm. And like, I felt it was cheesy and I felt like it was silly, but I think it was genuine, whatever. People ended up loving these paintings that didn't take any thought. And I think it's just because they translate really well mm -hmm. on Instagram. It's true. I love that you can. Oh, hundred percent. It honestly makes me angry. <laughs> I hate how much people but, like them. But that's. That's the Versus world for you, babe. the massive paintings I make that are so much... I mean, I don't know. I think that they're much better than the other paintings, but they don't translate as well. People want to live with a small painting. It's easy. It's easily digestible. It's not offensive. Mm -hmm. You know? I think someone would, like, write about a larger painting that has... It has more meaning and... Well, it's just, like, different success in yeah. all of it. In every industry, there's those two types of success. Right. There's, like, the easy way... Right. To like appeal to people or like the genuine right. way to like to appeal to yourself that also appeals to people. Right. But I I did make a series of paintings that were no people didn't really like them. Mm -hmm. I actually made them because I thought people would like them more because they were more abstract. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the ones with the um it was kind of like bare background and then there was just these blobs that kind of looked abstract and then you got up close and they're like crystalline there's all these pictures in them but from far away they look like abstract paintings and i thought oh that's more digestible people would want that over their couch mm -hmm. but they actually didn't mm. well, who, knows? who knows but that led somewhere but it led somewhere it always leads somewhere i think but what know. if someone's like a bad artist like how do they know or is that do you believe in that they're like being bad artists i know you honestly do. <laughs> being a bad artist is probably better for your career like not caring about the work that you're making, but being able to like sell yourself, go to the parties, go to the thing. I think more important than being like a good artist is being a good promoter, being a good promoter, socializing. Like I'm not necessarily good at that, but I do know people who are who are and it serves their career well. It's the most important thing. If you can have both, then I think you're like Picasso is both. So, yeah, that's what I want to talk about next. Like, what are your thoughts on the art world itself? I mean, because I just feel like I'll tell you my opinion yeah. on art. Like, I just feel like what's successful is based on the most ridiculous things. Mm -hmm. It's it's like a, it's so financial. It's mm -hmm. like all about the return on the painting. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? For these big collectors. Mm -hmm. And it's like nothing about the art. It's the weirdest it's like a, it's like stocks. 
it's like stocks. It's the strangest thing because art is so not stocks. Well, I think that there's like a lot of but art advisors and a lot of art dealers. Mm-hmm. It's like they went to business school, but like stocks are boring and like going to art fairs are fun. Yeah. It's just a strange. It's a very it's a strange. very strange world. And I find that it's you're very lucky in the sense where you're right. You're not like a crazy self promoter. You're not like your strong suit isn't marketing or going to like the right parties and right. stuff. You you just have genuinely great paintings. That I think people like, and I just don't think that that match that match with like the audience and what the artist wants to make where they both like it happens very often. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, maybe not very often, but like often. Mm-hmm. But for other people, like it's all about the hustle. It's like if you just hustle and get it in the right person's home, then all of a sudden now your paintings have value. Mm-hmm. It's like very yeah, it's bonkers. It's very strange because it, I can go very dark with it. Like I went when I after I went to Basel this year, like couldn't sleep at night because it was just such bad energy. Like I felt like I was just like. <gasps> This is awful. Like, this is not a world I want to be a part of. But if I think about it in magic terms, mm-hmm. like, the way I like thinking about it is that, like, artists are wizards and warlocks. And basically, because they have this special energy, people have put value on the things that they touch. I mean, I have to think about, like, I just bought that Cocteau drawing. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's the best drawing in the world. I love it so much because Cocteau made it. Right. And his hand is in it. And that's like, I'm buying a piece of him. Of him. And it's like, that is immortality. Right. right? And I think because people have been making art forever, I think it kind of does touch on this immortality part of life and Mm -hmm. magic and all these things that are kind of intangible, but are really beautiful and like part of the human existence. Yeah. And but when you put money on it and all that, it gets really weird. But I try not to. Right. But actually, like my initial initial question for you Mm -hmm. that we kind of actually spun to another direction was like, what if a person's a bad artist, like in the sense like their (laughs) art isn't good. Right. Like, I mean, how do they know to stop? How do they know <laughs> to stop? Or it doesn't matter because it just makes them happy. Honestly, what I hate them, if you are genuinely making art because it makes you happy, please make it. There are so many artists that just, because now basically being an artist is like cool. Mm-hmm. Like in the 50s or the 60s, like being an artist, like wasn't, you weren't making that much money. It wasn't cool. It, it wasn't, wasn't cool. As, like, a cool. And profession. now it's like people, have put this thing on being an artist where they'll like basically combine 10 different artists or two different. They'll just like, I'm going to copy that person and that person, that person. And they just do it to like, as like another career. And I think that's so weird and gross. Mm -hmm. So those people should stop (laughs) because I don't know, you annoy me, but if you're an artist and you genuinely love the bad art you're making, I feel like there'll be magic in it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like I'm not trying to only talk about magic, but like, um, or are I we? love like um, outsider, like going to outsider um, museums, mm-hmm. and they just have one at LACMA. Basically, an outsider artist, you know, like Henry Darger, yeah, or like mental institution, like that type of work is my favorite, mm-hmm. and I think it's because there's real energy in that work. People spent so much time. It doesn't matter if they're not the best at painting, like. They've put so much time and love into it that mm-hmm. that that it keeps that type of magic in it. And when you go to art fairs, that's why it feels like you're at a mall mm-hmm. because it's like people don't. Some do, mm-hmm. of course. 
there's some artists that are amazing, but there's so much work that doesn't have that thing in it. And I think that people can feel that energy. I think yeah. so. Some of my favorite art isn't, has like almost nothing to do with the product. Like Sophie call. It's like, I love right. like the process that she like decided to work at a hotel for like a year and like start documenting all the guests staying at the hotels, like belongings and I shit. Love that. I'm like, that's so voyeuristic and weird and like I love that or that she like hired a PI to follow around her and her mom like I feel like you're kind of an artist and like you totally like sometimes I think like if you had grown up in LA or something like oh I could have fully gone down that totally I just feel like it wasn't on your radar but like I I feel like you're like an idea person Paige has endless ideas and I feel like yeah I have Oh, so many ideas for so much. It's annoying. It's annoying. You're like, so oh, many ideas. Another idea. <laughs> you know, it's funny because when you grow up, or like at least where when I grew up, like in Knoxville, Tennessee, at the time that I did, like I just didn't know about half the possibilities of careers choices. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that you could do that type of performance or art or whatever mm-hmm. you would call that genre. I just didn't even know that was an option. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't on my radar. Wasn't on my radar. But now it is, so maybe. Now it is. Is that it? Yeah, that's like all the questions. Like, I'm not going to ask you any of the ones I don't want to. Like, someone asked if um, artists are all isolated and depressed. And I'm just not going to ask Definitely you not. Yeah, okay, fine. I'll ask you. Do you think all artists are <laughs> isolated or depressed or because they have to be alone with their ideas and creativity? I mean, I guess we're isolated and sometimes we get depressed. It is weird. Who doesn't get depressed these days? Yeah, everyone gets a little depressed. But if anything, the whole world's isolated and depressed. And then do you have any shows coming up? I do. I have um, I have a show in Switzerland mm-hmm. in June. Fun. And I have a show in Marseille. It's at a museum that's at Memo. And Gorge. that's also in June. New work? New work. New I'm work. Yeah, I'm starting new, tonight. New themes? New stuff? Or stuff we've seen before? I think there'll be new elements. Mermaids? Bubbles, actually. Bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. I'm in the I'm obsessed with bubbles. I'm looking at the forecast and I'm seeing lots of lots of bubbles. bubbles. A giant bubble. Oh my god, you put me in a giant bubble once. I know. I did put Paige in a giant bubble. Naked. With a with a wig on that um, went all the way down to my ankles. It looked amazing, though. It looked amazing. It was so fun. That was a great vid. That was a great time. Was that in the summer? I it just was like two that was years like ago. Magical it was like time. three years ago. Time, time flies. Time flies. Time flies, guys, okay? Time flies in Los Angeles. <laughs> Thanks for tuning, tuning in. Tuning in to our radio show, but literally this is actually the end of our podcast. Thank you so much for coming on, Ariana. Um, you're just a true delight, and um, can't wait to see what you put out in the world next. Thank you, Paige. Good night. Good night.